0: This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker.
1: Time right now, 818, you're listening to WGNS, and today is Tuesday, the 29th of November. In studio live this morning, we have Murfreesboro City Manager, Craig Tyndall. How are you today?
0: Good, Scott. Thank you. It has, uh,
1: the weather, it has been literally all over the map, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> it, it has, and uh, we're due some this afternoon, so people need to, I think it, I think a lot of it's uh, south and east of us, but we we'll probably get some uh, some of the edge of it, and we, we have to pay attention and be careful out there.
1: Well, here in Murfreesboro, there have been a lot of changes, a whole lot of growth over the years, and with all of that growth comes planning for the future. And one of the items that is coming up on the city council's agenda would be planning for the budget, which is, uh, I, I guess, January is when everything starts to shape up.
0: Right. Yeah. We, uh, we actually start thinking about it uh, in December uh, from the administrative standpoint uh, and uh, have the departments start to get get on top of things in January uh, and really get going hard on paper in February and in March. So it, uh, it, we're at, we're at, we have to start halfway through the, the fiscal year uh, to get our budget prepared anymore. And, um, um, you know, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of thinking. And this year we're watching the economy pretty closely. Uh, there's a lot of indicators in there that uh, give us some pause. Uh, so far we've, we've done pretty well. We've hit our budget goals maybe a little bit above that. From a revenue standpoint, as we go forward, but uh, we're being uh, we're being cautious and and uh, uh, want to be very conservative with uh, the public's funds as we go forward. And so we're putting a lot a uh, lot of thought, a lot of effort into it going into the new year.
1: So each year, do the different departments out there within the city do they put together? I don't know, like a, a wish list, and then to that they also add well, this is what we're actually going to definitely need, and these are the things we really want, if available.
0: Yeah. Well, there, there's uh, about 20 different operating units in the city, and, they, and some of them are pretty diverse uh, from what they do relative to other departments. So uh, they'll, they'll sit down and look at their department needs and uh, the resources that they'll have and and uh, look forward to the, the, the next year on um, – different plans that they'll have but uh, they need to take care of and what they need to do and the people that they'll need to hire perhaps to, to do some of that. Uh, put together their own departmental budgets and then we all come together and see how it uh, it fits it within the larger scope of the city so that everybody has a good view of, of what's going on. And uh, sometimes we have to do some some uh, coordination there uh sometimes departments will see that uh, other departments are doing something that's that's similar and they can coordinate a lot better and and uh save quite a bit quite a bit of funds uh as we go forward into the next year it's a zero-sum game uh, we only have so much revenue that we can project receiving and and there's a lot of demands on that so we have to divide it up pretty carefully
1: you know i i was talking to the county schools just the other day and the subject of growth came up and, right. and looking back over the years from I believe it was around uh two thousand up until no I'm sorry, it was two thousand ten up until two thousand twenty two, the student population had grown by about twenty five thousand students over a twelve year window, which is crazy. Yeah. And here in Murfreesboro we've seen I think the most of that growth when compared to Smyrna, Laverne, Eagleville, but Eagleville's about to really shoot up, I think. Yeah. But here in Murfreesboro, what does our growth look like currently?
0: Um, well, we have had significant growth, growth over the last few years. Uh, I forget the exact numbers. Um, I can't recall exactly how much it was per day, but it was pretty astounding as we, <laughs> as we moved forward. Um, and so we, we watched that pretty closely to be able to, to address that growth. Uh, in the best way that we possibly can, I think it's slowed down somewhat with the economic conditions, um, but we're still seeing a lot of demand uh, out there for for people that do want to move to Middle Tennessee and they find Murfreesboro a good place to to settle uh, to raise a family. You mentioned the school systems; we have excellent school systems, county and city schools, so um, it's a big attraction for families. And so we're um, we're seeing the demand stay there, but um, it gets a little bit tougher when you have interest rates where they are and harder to buy a house and, uh, and things like that. So, uh, it, it will probably slow down. It looks like, uh, that'll continue through, uh, some, of, at least some of next year, if not all of next year. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it picked back up uh, right after that. So people are do, are aware that middle Tennessee is a great place to, to settle in. And there's a lot, a lot, uh, a lot of things to go in for Tennessee right now. And, um, so we'll we'll see the demand. We'll see the growth probably continue, and we're we're doing our best to keep in front of that. It's not easy. Uh, it takes a lot of time and resources and planning, um, but uh, that's what we that's what we spend most of our days uh, handling is uh, the, the potential growth. I know. I recently read about how apartments
1: in Middle Tennessee are, are just booming. At least construction for new apartments is booming all throughout middle tennessee what what about murphy's bro specifically here locally are we seeing more apartments being built uh, minus the ones that have just been finished are there applications in for changes of zoning are there uh, purchases being made right now that you're aware of about more developers building apartment complexes
0: there has been a high demand for apartments and that's being addressed by the development community uh, that's not just in in Murfreesboro or Middle Tennessee that's across the country and uh, you, there's a lot of publications out there that, uh, that explain why the demand is there not just for uh, young people but uh, sometimes for older people who don't want to take care of property anymore um, that want to live in a place that has great amenities and everything's taken care of so the demand is is actually uh, high and it's been high for quite a few years, and the housing stock hasn't been able to keep up with it. So apartments are the alternative. Murphy's bros has been pretty careful about that. We want to be careful. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that come with high-density housing and multifamily or apartments is is high-density housing. So you have to be able to address that from a roadway standpoint, a school standpoint, um, and, and uh, just the amenities that that are necessary to support that kind of development. Um, we, we've slowed down on on some zoning. There's some areas, um, particularly when you think about the high density areas now, downtown, uh, a medical center, where um, putting multifamily housing makes some sense. And it's called multifamily, but I got to tell you, there's not a lot of families that are in the real high density, the downtown or the um, um, uh, areas like medical center, where newly developed areas, planned communities. Um, generally those those are and more suburban apartment type of complexes for for families which impacts your schools the most but from from uh, Murfreesboro downtown there's a couple projects right now that are in process that um, do, does address the demand for multifamily and it does a lot for your downtown area uh, for businesses and just the activity going on in downtown, it's its important for that.
1: It seems like when
0: it comes to housing,
1: both downtown Murfreesboro and the Gateway area, Medical Center Parkway, are, are interesting places when you do talk about living because you do have a mix of, uh, you know, condominiums that folks own. Then you have a mix of apartments in there. And then in downtown Murfreesboro, you also have the mix of, older homes that have been turned into duplexes and triplexes which i don't think is allowed anymore in downtown Murfreesboro on some of the more
0: historic streets well we've changed some of the zoning downtown to allow for uh, a bit higher density redevelopment of of the, the um some of the older properties in in the areas and so you'll see some revitalization continue to go on there we've seen some over the last few years uh, but uh, you'll see it continue, I think, into the future. There's a high demand for that type of area. People are discovering that living in a, uh, an urban environment is, uh, is an option that they enjoy, uh, and so that's increased the demand. You see, you see a lot of that in Nashville, where a lot of the older neighborhoods are really turning over. Uh, we know that, and it's spread to the outlying cities, such as Murfreesboro, where some of our highest dollar value on property, residential property, in the city per square foot is was in the downtown area for a long time, uh, and I I don't know the current numbers on it because everything slowed down so much, but um, but it probably will continue for quite some time as those properties are taken and, and redeveloped and refurbished.
1: And in downtown Murfreesboro specifically, we are looking at the construction of uh, a brand new. I guess condominium space, office space, retail over there where First Methodist Church once stood, and it seems like that project has slowed down a little bit, then we're also looking at condominium and apartment space, basically right here where we're standing. But there's a lot of talk about more condominium space, office space, retail space coming into downtown Murfreesboro.
0: Right, revitalizing downtown and really making it uh, an exciting place to come to, a very vibrant uh, place to come to uh, is something that will will require residential housing to to be developed, high density residential housing to be developed, and we do have those plans. They take a while to go into effect. It's it's a it's a complicated process because you have a lot of different uh, components that go into mixed use development, which is what you describe, where you have residential and office and retail all mixed into one, and so the financing of it is uh, uh, difficult sometimes. Um, because banks like to, or lenders like to, uh, loan in a certain area, and combining all those together really throws their matrix off, and they got to do a lot of work. So it takes a lot of effort to, to get into that, and that's that's before you even start the planning of it. Um, you know, that's that gets a, that gets complicated as well on the infrastructure that goes with it. But there are two two large projects that we're looking at downtown. One uh, that is underway, and they're actively. Uh, working on it and hopefully you'll see a lot more movement here in the next few weeks and then another that's uh, That's shortly to come to council, which is what you mentioned where we're we're standing now uh, That will include uh, a hotel space as well and uh, and then we're looking across um, Across the way if we look out the window here. We'll see an area that uh, uh, we're, we're working very uh, hard to um, uh, open up uh, and turn into a, a linear park uh, there's a creek there that's been covered for for decades that will open up into a green space that will do a lot for um, stormwater, uh, some of the stormwater and the drainage issues, as well as uh, make it a nice amenity for the community as we as we look at uh, development of the downtown area.
1: And again, with us this morning we have Murfreesboro City Manager Craig Tyndall. Talking about some of the growth here in Murfreesboro, and I know one of the items you mentioned just a second ago was that daylighting of Town Creek, which has been long discussed, mm-hmm. but that is going to be a project, I think, where the parks will be involved in it as well, and it's really going to bring a neat aspect to the downtown area.
0: What a little change of the complexion, certainly. Uh, as you go down Broad Street, uh, having that um, open area of a park amenity uh, well managed and well designed is going to be something that's uh, uh, going to add a unique aspect to to the downtown area, and I think we will add quite a bit to uh, just the uh, the the f- desire for people to come downtown and spend time, and and um, you know we'll 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 look to manage that very well and make sure that it's uh, a comfortable place for for people to to come when the weather is nice and and see some uh, uh, the, like you said like you said daylighting the creek. It's uh it's a water feature that Uh, is natural, and and, uh, we should should welcome that and honor it and uh, make sure that it's available to the public.
1: Do we have any number of how many proposed uh, rental units and how many proposed owner-occupied housing units are going to be built in the downtown Murfreesboro Square area over the next five years?
0: Well, I don't have the numbers with me. I think we are working very hard with the developers to um, make sure that there are... uh, um, owner occupied or owner uh, condominium units where, where they're they're bought as opposed to one entity owning a large number which is what your apartment uh, model is um, to make sure that there's a mix of those. There's demands for both um, you know not everybody can afford a, uh, an urban condominium that does want to live in, a, in an urbanized area so uh, rental is certainly the option that they have um, You'll be surprised probably at the the pricing on both of those, so we're not, you know, we're not talking about uh, inexpensive housing, but still uh, something that people really, there's a demand out there, they they want it, they're looking for that, they want to be able to walk to different amenities, different events that they have, and that's why um, uh, downtown Murfreesboro can certainly, I think from an activity standpoint, greatly benefit from the two developments we're looking at.
1: And then when you go towards Medical Center Parkway, the Gateway area, I know a big complex of I think housing mixed with apartments and condos are being built. There's in fact the land's already been cleared directly across the street from the avenue. But what all are we going to look at there? Is it just housing, or is there retail space there also?
0: There is retail space. It's uh, Clary Park, um, and there is retail space on uh, that, that fronts medical center there. There's also uh, rental housing, but there's uh, owner-for-sale um, housing that's part of that development. Uh, and there is office space. So that's a true mixed-use development that has quite a bit uh, going for it as far as the demand on, on the different aspects of, of, of mixed-use development. It's got a, pretty much everything in it. It's a large development, as you can see, when you drive past it. Uh, I don't think people realized how big that was because it had a tree line that hid most of it, and then when they opened that up, it's it's quite a large area. And then behind that, there is a residential uh, community that we approved uh, just on the other side of Clary Park uh, along Wilkerson, Pike, and um, and then there are plans with uh, roadways. On, uh, we can talk about that in, a, in just a bit. But um, for Wilkerson Park to be widened to a three-lane road to be able to handle some of the developments going on back there.
1: And, of course, Wilkerson Pike, which used to be Manson Pike, it, that area looks like it's just ready to, ready to grow, if you would. But there are a lot of older residential homes that have been on that roadway between Thompson Lane and really to the interstate if you would but there's a lot of homes out there that have been there probably built in the 60s 70s and even in the 80s have you heard any talks of some of those properties starting to be sold for developers to make their way in
0: well a lot of that is in the county and um there is some development going on back there that you'll see uh, some new development and that was annexed into the city there's, there's not a lot of area back there that the city would probably annex further, which means that any future development would not have, uh, sewer service. And so it would have to be on what's called a step system. Um, and that requires a lot of land. And so there, the, the, the redevelopment growth potential back in that area, which has drainage issues, uh, is, um, is probably pretty limited. Uh, but it Wilkerson Pike some high because it, It does it is a three-way from from part of that community back in there and and back towards Thompson Lane or even to get back out into the medical center um, does need to be addressed from a traffic standpoint because it's it needs it needs to be able to handle the traffic that is uh, even now existing back there
1: so the portion of Wilkerson Pike that will be widened is it just between Thompson Lane and uh, the Chamber of Commerce or is there more to it?
0: Yeah, there'd be more to it. Yeah, there's Asbury Road um, connection right now with Medical Center. That needs to be addressed and um, in, in w- there's a plan uh, that we have uh, and we're working right now with um, the uh, family that owns the uh, large farm that's back there where the Grove is in that area. Um, but there to connect that asbury road back into works and pike so that the circulation system that goes through there is is much more amenable to addressing the community's needs and then uh... the development that's going on right now and being able to address that needs as people want to head back down works into thompson lane
1: you know when you look at other cities like let's say for example new york you know there's not much more you can build in certain areas right. of new york But when you look at Murfreesboro, a city that has been growing rapidly, it's got to be pretty complex in deciding, well, here's where we need to add this road. This is the road we need to widen this area. We don't need more commercial growth, but this area we do. It's got to be you have to be strategic in it.
0: You have to be smart. That's why we rely on our, our transportation and uh, engineering staff because they are smart and they understand the engineering aspects of it and what it takes to develop those roads and how to best handle the traffic. Uh, and we do a lot of planning on that. We do have the, the 2040 plan that looks far out into the future. I think that was done, I think, before 2020. So it was more than a 20-year forward look on, on different uh, transportation needs that we'll have in the community yeah we update that regularly uh at least on an ad hoc basis as we go through and look at roadways we'll see how it fits in the 2040 plan and then and then make the the necessary changes that we have but we do we do put a lot of effort a lot of time into what's going on right now but what's going on in the future as well
1: and uh, you know moving over more to that topic of roadways i know thompson lane is one of those projects that is ongoing which is a state project but have you Talk to the state about any updates on the widening of Thompson Lane between is it Broad Street
0: on out to the VA hospital? Right. Well, w- because Murfreesboro is, is growing so quickly and is um, uh, really the center of growth in in Middle Tennessee, uh, we do regularly have conversations with with Tdot and Tdot's been very uh, helpful to us. One of one of the the issues with Murfreesboro traffic from a traffic standpoint is that most of our large roadways that create a lot of issues are state highways and so they belong to the state and uh, we're not able to just come in and do what we we think is best we have to really coordinate with the state and we've done that and uh... and t dots recognizes the the needs that are out there and they've i think they've done a, a pretty good job because they have demands all over the state is a zero-sum game for them as well they only have so much money that that's provided to them and they have to allocate that all across the state with communities that do have needs as much as uh, murfreesboro And so uh, Thompson Lane is one that is a state highway um, all the way from from Memorial Boulevard back down to uh, Old Fort, where it it, um, intersects with Old Fort. It's slated for development. Uh, TDOT is looking uh, to – well, is actually moving that project along. I think it's in uh, right-of-way acquisition phase, which means they're making sure they have all the property they need to be able to widen that. It takes some time to – not just get through that phase, but um, to then plan and and uh, implement the the plans on constructing the roadways, and it takes it, it takes longer than people believe. But if you're sitting in the in the uh, the process of putting it into place, it, it feels like it goes very fast. And so um, it's it's a matter of perception on, on a lot of that. Uh, we know we know there's a need there, and I will tell you, Tdot knows it as well. And I think they're doing all that they they can. Uh, it's that's reasonable to get that underway.
1: Another project is Old Fort Parkway, which I guess is Highway 96, so that's also a state road, but yet it, when people drive down right. it, they just assume it's one of Murfreesboro's roads, and in a sense it is, but the reality of it is that it's a state highway
0: yeah and and there are things that we can do to elevate projects or, or accelerate projects i should say and make sure that they uh... they get the attention that they need uh... fortunately old fort uh... is one that um... When, when it was planned they, they did look forward to the future so some of the things that do slow down roadway projects aren't necessarily there for Old Fort uh, we've talked with the state and uh, we think we can get going pretty pretty quickly on addressing some of the, the issues with Old Fort right at the intersection of 24 which is really the bottleneck uh, that happens at least twice a day um, we're heading for christmas so it'll probably be even even more on the weekends and things as as uh, people try and get through there to do their shopping but uh that that project um you know next year uh year after that we should be uh well underway and and making some progress there so will old fort be widened more
1: or is it just you know focusing on that interchange of i-24 at old fort
0: parkway well, that's, that's the biggest need right now. That's where it'll start. Um, and, then, and then, you know, they'll evaluate as you go. It's, uh, it's really an education process when you sit down with the engineers and they start uh, talking about how it is that they can address the traffic backup that happens. And it's sometimes it's not intuitive to people driving, and they think, well, why don't we just do this, and this will help, or why don't we just do that? It doesn't. It's not as helpful as some of the other things that can be done um, that that do alleviate it. And of course, it's like traffic is a problem that once it gets solved, everybody forgets that it was ever a problem and moves on, and they don't pay attention to how it was addressed or anything else. And you know, I don't blame people for that, but um, we want everybody to to be so comfortable traveling that it looks easy and simple and they they haven't thought about the really hard part that went that went into creating the roadways
1: and by the way for those listening if you have any questions for city manager craig Tyndall about the city of murphy's bro feel free to text those in 615-893-1450 again you can text us 615-893-1450 and uh, another roadway that has been a concern is medical center parkway and a lot of people have talked about how there's really nowhere for emergency vehicles to pass when there's a lot of traffic on medical center is medical center parkway one of those roads that's going to be widened
0: medical center parkway is not a state highway so we can we can address that pretty quickly and we are Uh, right now we're in the planning uh, phase and and it will start Uh, again at 24 which is where you'll see the biggest backups uh, during rush hour uh, and then work its way uh, down uh, back towards Broad Street. Um, It was made, it was designed to be expanded and so it's time probably to put that into effect and we're we're allocating funds to to be able to do that now. The fortunate part of that is I said it it was planned to do that so we don't have to go through a long extensive right-of-way process um there might be a few here or there but generally we don't we don't have to it has a median in it we we're going to work very hard to to keep the median every place that we can because people like that and it's it really does add to to the the feel of medical center parkway and that whole gateway area so we want to try and maintain the um, uh, median as as much as we possibly can Uh, and then just add capacity to there so that we're handling uh, the traffic that needs to be handling there's a large entertainment development notes live and uh uh, 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 that's going to be
1: on medical center parkway almost across from the hospital but more so i guess across from the fountains Fountains, right yeah just
0: across from the fountains the fountains also is uh, moving forward with phase two of their development so they'll they'll be developing some residential owner uh condominium type of development in there with the office as well and uh, i think they have plans for a hotel right now uh, so a lot of that will depend on financing and what happens in the economy over the next few months. Um, but uh, they're moving forward as well. So to be able to handle those two uh, large developments, we want to be able to. Um, um,
1: so Felton's at the gateway talking about residential developments. And, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing, is it going to be kind of behind the current Felton structure or no, next to?
0: it'd be a mixed-use development. So phase two will go right next to it. Uh, multi-story, and it'll integrate residential into the the multi-story development that's there. So office kind of at the lower level, which makes sense, and then and then residential above it, uh, is the current plans and the hotel out in front uh, the notes live development there is brought a lot of interest in on hotels so it has some collateral economic development benefits that it brought uh, along with it
1: and then notes live will be right there on Medical Center Parkway across from the fountains and then behind notes will be the Stones River and with notes you know future opening do they have any idea or have they talked to the city about when they plan to open when they plan to even start construction
0: they'd like to start construction in january um they're they're moving very quickly uh they're, they're very well organized and uh, they want to um uh, get in, get uh, dirt moving here very quickly and have the 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 restaurant component of that and the indoor uh, music venue the boot barn hall will be um uh, first because that'll be quite a bit easier to build and then uh they'll continue to work on the larger amphitheater um after that and so i think they're looking at probably somewhere between an 18-24 month build uh, period for for that entire project and um they they want to time that because there is a season to to the booking of, of entertainment and so they're they're looking to time that as well. Um, but it's an exciting project. Uh, it's going to add a lot of uh, it's going to add a great amenity to the city and a lot of entertainment choices.
1: It's really cool to have or to soon have an outdoor concert venue. I think that's something that Murfreesboro has really needed.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we, we've thought that for quite a while as well. I think it will. Uh, we have a season here that is, uh, is relatively long compared to a lot of other places. And so uh, it can be used for quite a, quite a bit of the year. Uh, and, of course, then they'll have the indoor venue for, for smaller events or uh, for events when the weather isn't so great. Uh, it's also going to be very well planned and very well put together, and that will add a, an amenity as well.
1: Again, in studio with us this morning, Murfreesboro City Manager, Craig Tyndall. Right now, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the new construction projects to come in Murfreesboro than also solid waste. I know trash is always a big concern for sure. So we'll mention a little bit more about that as well. When we come back, time right now, 8.47.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Christmas, There's No Place Like Home, is Friday, December 2nd, starting at 5.30pm on our downtown Murfreesboro Square. Brought to you by presenting sponsor, Middle Tennessee Electric. Join your neighbors for this free event, including live performances, Santa himself, activities for children, caroling, and carriage rides. Nightingale Brass will perform after the tree is lit from 7 to 8, while pictures with Santa are in the courthouse. Join us December 2nd as Main Street lights up the holidays downtown. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon.
0: So glad to see you today. I'm amy Watson.
1: And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper <laughs> going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. We- Laugh. <laughs> see the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest picture. Uh, News Channel 5 helps you out the door. Traffic anchor, Becker, joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy alternate routes. With something more than news, weather, and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert Center this morning. <laughs> Take a good look girl. right there at this talk. Yes. It's something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going, then we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick. We are here to get you yeah. revved <laughs> up and going. A better day. Wednesday is a day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning. this is Amanda at Animal City. I'd like to invite your family to come do business with my family. We are Murfreesboro's locally owned pet store. And come see us at Animal City. Let our 30 plus years of experience help you and your pets live a happier, better life. Here at Animal City, we stock flea and tick prevention for your pet year round. Whether you're feeding a Great Dane, a bearded dragon, or a hedgehog, we have what you need here at Animal City. You can find your local pet store, Animal City, here in Murfreesboro on Broad Street.
0: the action line on fm 101.9 and am 1450 murfreesboro fm 100.5 smyrna and streaming at wgnsradio.com
1: time right now 851 our guest today in studio murfreesboro city manager craig Tyndall. And uh, one of the things I mentioned right before we went to that last break was trash, the subject of trash. Uh, (laughs) I know everybody has been talking for the last few years about the life expectancy of the landfill. And that is a, a big concern among not only Murfreesboro, but of course, Rutherford County, Laverne, Smyrna, all the areas. What are we looking at doing in the near future? Because I know there are some plans in place for the Solid Waste Department on some new ideas and developments?
0: Well, the type of infrastructure it takes to address something like trash takes a lot of planning, uh, a lot of forward thinking. And so we do anticipate that, that Middle Point will close uh, at some time. They wanna open a new landfill next to it. Uh, we've opposed that idea. Uh, quite a bit of that trash, and I forget the actual number, but much more than 50% of that doesn't come from even Rutherford County, it comes from outside. and so. Um, we're not excited about continuing that type of scenario, particularly as we continue to grow as a community and the, uh, the landfill is not in a remote location anymore. Um, it's much, much closer to the city than it ever was in the past, and so uh, expanding that or uh, having a new landfill go out there is not something that we're too excited about. So we've, we've looked very hard at alternatives, um, and the alternatives are essentially either haul it to another landfill, um, which is kicking the can down the road to some extent, because that landfill will close, and there has to be another one that's open. You have to find that. Uh, It involves a huge amount of expense just to haul uh, things some distance to another landfill, which adds to the cost of solid waste. And so we've looked at an alternative of processing that waste into something that's usable fuel, and we've... We've uh, located a company um, that does that here uh, in Middle Tennessee, a company called Waste Away out of uh, Morrison, which is just outside of McMinnville. And um, they seem to have a, a system in place that uh, produces a product that uh, uh, the market can use. And um, that is one way to, to address our, our needs as a city. To dispose of our trash and actually it can handle all of rutherford counties so we're talking to rutherford county now we need to have alternatives um, because there will be still some hauling of, of trash even with the plant uh, because there will be maintenance time for maintenance and not all of it uh, they'll, they'll process uh, their estimates are at 90 percent of the trash that will come in will be able to be processed into their um uh usable f- fuel product and then um after that uh, so that ten percent still needs to be disposed of but that's a that's a huge uh, decrease in the amount of of trash it needs to go into a landfill somewhere so
1: yeah. has Murfreesboro actually executed
0: a contract with waste away we are uh, we've talked with them uh, extensively and we are going to take the council a uh, a contract for design services to design the uh, facility and the plant now a big part of that design are well uh, an important part of that design, honestly from a cost standpoint, not as big as as the plant itself, but an important part of that is designing what's called a transfer station. So, a transfer station is where you would take your collection vehicles and, or or uh, the garbage that's collected, and you would transfer it into a larger vehicle in bulk, um, or transfer it into a state that can then then go into uh, the fuel production facility. Um, but uh, but we need a transfer station one way or the other. So if we if we didn't go into production, we need a transfer station to be able to haul it efficiently to another landfill. We needed a transfer station to haul the 10% that doesn't get processed into a fuel to a landfill. Um, and then, as I said, when they when the plant goes down, it needs to be transferred. And we can also use a transfer station. We're, right now, it's planned on the southern end of the city. Um, the county has talked about a northern transfer station. Um, we're working with the county now to see if we can't just jointly go into a southern transfer station, uh, work together with the county to, to build just that uh, transfer station, which will be a component of the larger production facility, but can be used um, also to address the need to um, really consolidate waste and, um, and put it into a, a form that can then can be transferred when it does, does need to be transferred to another landfill. So, we're we're looking at uh, a design uh, project right now. Thursday, we'll take it to council. Uh, a contract to hire the design services to really put that into into effect.
1: So, do we know what road it's actually going to be built on yet, or about what area? Yeah,
0: you know, the city city owns land out in the. Uh, um, uh, Joby Jackson and Butler, but it's a Butler realignment, not where Butler is in it right now. Butler is planned to be realigned. Uh, it's too; it comes out too close to the interchange right now for uh, truck traffic to be to be handled much truck truck traffic. So we'll push that to the west, and uh, and have it intersect with Joby Jackson over there. And the city owns um, acreage behind that, 20 some odd acres behind that, where we're looking at putting the facility right now
1: so I'm, I'm trying to picture where that would be in relation to say for example the uh, the Amazon warehouse on Joby
0: Jackson yeah it's it's on the west side of <clears throat> 24 so you know it wouldn't be it's not it's not close to the Amazon facility which is on the east side of 24 uh, it's uh, down Joby Jackson and, and uh, I don't know I don't know the exact distance three or four miles uh, away is where the land is and it's 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 not right on Joby Jackson. jackson's tucked back a little bit so it's hard to envision it because it's all um uh not not a lot of development out there right now it's it's hard to pick out where the the actual land parcels are but uh, that's that's the general location
1: again city manager craig Tyndall on the air with us this morning and i know we only have a couple of minutes left but as we close this morning what is i, I don't know some of the or one of the larger projects that we're going to see in the very near future come to light in Murfreesboro. um
0: a city project or you mean an economic development project or i,
1: I guess more so focusing on an economic development project that will potentially bring in new jobs
0: yeah one of, one of the uh things that we're working on right now and hopefully we'll have done by the end of the year is is we're transferring property um the city owns the property on north side of 840 and Veterans Parkway, and uh, Middle Tennessee Electric owns property about a mile away, just down Veterans Parkway. And what we've talked with uh, Middle Tennessee Electric about is now that their plans have changed as far as their corporate headquarters, which is why they own that land uh, south of 840, um, and uh, our Middle Tennessee Electric is part of. The TVA Economic Development and uh, the Middle Tennessee Industrial Development Board—all of those economic development um, arms of the—that that that really looks for large projects to come in. If we transferred the property between the city and, and Middle Tennessee Electric, basically swapped those two parcels, uh, wouldn't that be good for economic development in Middle Tennessee? Uh, agreed with that, and so we're working on that project right now, um, making sure the zoning is all in place, and then we'll we'll use the property that's more integrated into the city for a park, perhaps a school site, um, and that that area needs a park over there. So we've long planned to have a park over there, and that would be a good property to put into that uh, that use. And then the property up on 840, which is really uh, Property that's that's ripe for economic development uh, can be put into uh, the city. Will continue to work with Middle Tennessee Electric, Middle Tennessee Electric, and its resources it has through TVA and the Industrial Development Board. Can can really focus on bringing in
1: and large jobs. Out of time. I know the uh, closing date for that was originally scheduled for December. Is that now going to be pushed to February?
0: No, I, th- I think we're still heading for a December time frame uh, to be able to, to close that. When you get down to the very end, sometimes things take a little bit more as far as title work and, and different things like that. Um, you know, the lawyers can slow, slow things down <laughs> considerably. I, I say that as a lawyer, so I can, I can pick on my own profession. <laughs> uh, but it's for, usually for a for very good reason. So we'll, we'll, we're targeting still December, the end of December. And uh, if it needs to slip, it won't it won't be much.
1: Again with us this morning, City Manager Craig Tyndall from the City of Murfreesboro. Craig, as always, thanks for joining us.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure.
1: Time right now, nine o'clock. Local news and more come your way next.